Wokeness is a term that a lot of people don't really understand. But in my understanding of it, I would say wokeness is a slang term for social awareness. You can be woke about anything, race, gender, sexuality, veganism, climate change. Every issue gaining mainstream prominence can consider you woke. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of Shared Diversity. Today, I want to talk about wokeness and the three traps of wokeness you have to avoid and how you can actually be woke. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Shared Diversity Podcast. My name is Sina Port, brand communicator, content artist and author. And each week I introduce you to an amazing person, story or message to help you empower yourself in your career and life. On here, you can find exclusive interviews with successful businesswomen where we discuss topics around business, branding, and womanhood. Salam, everyone. I hope you are all healthy and safe. Today, I want to talk about something that is a topic in so many places these days. And our whole world is waking up to a lot of new ideas and a lot of new situations that people didn't know about. People wake up to their own privilege People wake up to their own ignorance. People wake up to the ignorance of the people around them. And everything is about awareness and being woke. And today I actually want to talk about, you know, ways of avoiding that this wokeness can become performative or even counterproductive to the things you actually want to achieve and socially change. Just as a background, I think, you know, I thought I knew a lot of things. I always had very strong opinions about race, about belonging, about being part of a diaspora, about oppression, about feminism. I had a lot of strong opinions, whether that it was in my high school class where I did presentations about the trail of tears and racism because that was only one paragraph in our history books and I was like, where's the rest of the history? Or whether that was in my university where I had countless conversations with my peers on how racism and white superiority controls our entire lives and systems. And I had conversations with my friends and I thought I knew a lot of things. When you think you know stuff and then you figure out you only know a fraction of it or you only know the theory of it. Like for instance, white fragility. It's something that I've seen and I've you know, heard of and I've read and I've understood from a theoretical point of view, from an academic point of view. But when you actually get into a room of colleagues, people you work with or people you work for, people you collaborate with, and they actually start crying when you call them out for something that they said, then you understand, dang it, I thought I knew this. I thought, I really thought I did know this, but actually I have no idea. I have no idea about how to react to this. I know it in theory, I have no idea how to react to this in practice. Should I laugh? Should I cry as well? Should I be annoyed by you? Should I, you know, call you out on it? And it's not something that your brain only does, it's your whole body is confused, like your body's confused, like... <laughs> I want to I want to start, you know, laughing, but I also want to start shouting, like what am I supposed to do? So, in that form, I thought I knew a lot of things and actually I figured out I didn't. And another way, I thought I took a stance on things that matter to me, that I am socially aware and I'm making people around me understand my point of view on a lot of things even if it goes against their point of view. So, in that term, I thought I was woke and I was making sure that people know my opinions 
and my values around topics that were important to me, whether that is women's rights, whether that is advancing people of color and especially women of color, whether that is, you know, politically understanding the oppression of peoples and countries. I thought I took a stance, but I didn't do it loud enough. I didn't do it consistently enough and I didn't do it radically enough. So that was something that I also thought and saw about myself and recognized about myself. And I also thought I knew how people think around me, but I didn't. I thought I knew, oh, this person is, you know, socially aware. I can talk to them. I understand how they think. I thought this person, you know, being in that position, being in that social hierarchy, being on that level, they had a certain intellect. And I figured out they didn't. <laughs> and those are like three things that I've actually, you know, in a bigger scale have figured out. You know, I thought I knew a lot of things, but I actually only knew them theoretically and not in practice. I thought I took a stance, but I actually didn't do it loud enough or consistently enough or radically enough. And I thought I understood people around me and how they think, but I actually don't. So in those things, I thought I was woke. I wouldn't call myself woke because, to be honest, even before all this, all these things start, I thought wokeness has been really commercialized in ways of companies trying to wokewash themselves, showing that they are woke, but they actually are not. It became a slogan for people to show how they know about things and how they are maybe of some political group or some movement. So I didn't call myself woke, not in that term, but I think I did consider myself woke. And I, I thought, you know, wokeness is something that the people closest to me and the people that I trust should also have in their mind and in their being. So let's talk about wokeness, what it actually means, and how I figured out that there are certain traps of wokeness that actually can hold you back and actually becoming socially aware. So the Cambridge definition of wokeness is a state of being aware, especially of social problems such as racism and inequality. For myself, I think my definition of wokeness is actually just being socially aware. I don't have this, you know, all this um, academic thoughts behind it, but I, but I thought it means, you know, if someone asked me who doesn't understand the term wokeness, being woke for me it means being socially aware and understanding issues but there are traps of wokeness that i didn't figure out until i became aware how my position should be in the world whether that is within my family within my friend circle within my colleagues and people that i collaborate with and there are three traps of wokeness that i actually want to talk about today because i feel that people are slowly and surely going into a very dangerous place of showcasing how they know things. And actually, it doesn't make them productive in helping other people know the same things and being on their side. I don't want this to come off as some kind of criticism to anyone who is doing social awareness work or who is doing social justice work and speaking about it. Because I believe however you're doing it, I respect you. There's no right or no wrong way of doing it. There's just your way and either it works for you or it doesn't. But I feel these are three things that I've learned for myself that 
I have to figure out how to overcome to be more efficient and productive in how I do my social justice work and social awareness work. And maybe it works for you as well, whether that is, you know, in your interactions with the people in your workplace or in interactions with your family who might be ignorant or racist or even with your friends that you don't want to lose, but you understand they have a lack of knowledge and you have to figure out a way how to, you know, either part ways or stay with them and, and go through the process of learning with them. So I hope it works from you for you on all these different levels. And one of the biggest levels that I want to talk about is also branding. I don't want to go too deep into the topic of branding because I feel people are now... <laughs> let's talk about this. Okay, let's talk about this. People are starting to use wokeness as a part of their branding. In one way, I understand that you want to make sure that your brand is socially aware and you want to make people understand that your brand has certain values and stands for certain beliefs. But at the same time, optical allyship and branded wokeness are two things that are actually the same, too many times at least. So optical allyship is basically showcasing the world that you are an ally, for instance, for black people. You post your black squares, you hashtag your Black Lives Matter, you put a cute picture of a black hand and a white hand shaking hands and saying, you know, stand in solidarity whatsoever. But actually it's only for you to optically showcase that you are an ally, that you stand in solidarity, that you are woke. But in your business, in your brand, in your life, in your friend circle, in your workplace, you do not do the work of an actual ally. An ally is another word that we need to define and like consider, but we'll do that next time. Optical allyship basically means that you show that you're allying for a community. You know, you show that Black Lives Matter to all of the people and you, you keep sharing posts of people and like, you know, you keep hashtagging the hashtags and you keep riding that wave only so that people will not come to you and say, why are you not doing this? Why are you not supporting this? Why are you not standing up? So people don't cancel you. Or so that you show people that you're actually part of their community and you're part of, you know, the movement, but actually just standing, you know, at home and you're not doing the actual work that it's needed. Not only going out for protests, but actually going to your family and having those uncomfortable conversations. That's optical allyship. Probably there's a better definition out there. Let me actually Google the definition. Give me a sec. And give credit to the person who coined the term. Okay, optical allyship is a term coined by Latham Thomas, founder of Mama Glow and author of Own Your Glow. Thomas defines optical allyship as allyship that only serves at the surface level to platform the ally. It makes a statement but doesn't go beneath the surface and is not aimed at breaking away from the systems of power that oppress. So optical allyship or performative allyship is when you show that you want to be an ally but you're actually don't go deep enough to do the work or you don't go deep enough to talk about the issues that are at hand. And then branded wokeness is basically brands jumping on social awareness campaigns or jumping on social awareness hashtags or movements in order to gain an audience or preserve an audience that they are serving or benefiting from, but they actually don't do the work on the ground, the social awareness work in the social justice work. Branded wokeness is also when all the time until the movement, all you had were white speakers, white models, unrealistic beauty standards in your ads, white employees 
or you don't help your black employees to be promoted in the company or to get to a level where they have equity and leadership in the company. But then now that the movement is coming, you put out a brand statement that you actually think Black Lives Matter or that you actually want to support the people outside and you actually don't do it inside the company. Or you finally, you know, figure out that you need some black models. So, you know, you put a mass statement or a mass email, you know, on all the black influencers and say, you know, we've thought about our work and now we are aware. Now we want to bring you all in and blah, blah, blah. That's brand and wokeness. You brand that you're socially aware, but you actually don't do the work to be it, to actually live the statements that you put out in the world within the company and within the brand and within the work you do. So brand wokeness is something that is a huge issue, not only for companies, but for individuals nowadays. Because most people, individuals, influencers, nowadays they feel the pressure to speak up on issues, to appear as woke, but actually they don't do the work. They just put a cute statement out. They just put a cute, you know, artsy piece out. And then that's it. They go back to business as usual. They go back to creating content as usual. They go back to earning money as usual. And they go back to taking from communities of color, but not giving back to communi communities of color as usual. And on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, and womanhood. And wokeness appears and applies in all of those areas. In business, how do you do business? How does that support or go against social awareness movements? How does it support or go against the benefit of people of color and communities of color? Then we have branding. Are you branding yourself as woke? Or are you actually woke? Are you branding yourself in a way that is safe to not aggravate people of color and communities of of color and their allies and at the same time you know it doesn't aggravate white people and people who are oppressing people of color and communities of color or go against the social awareness work because it's kind of in the middle you know it's like it's not too radically ignorant and it's not too radically woke so you don't aggravate and like you don't turn off anyone you're kind of in the middle you're like say playing it safe okay so in your brand are you actually just portraying that you're woke or are you actually doing the work to be radically behind the values that you stand for and then in your womanhood what are you doing yourself as a woman to support either if you're a person of color your own self and your communities and the organizations that help them how are you if you are not a black woman but you are a woman of color supporting your black sisters how are you if you're a white woman supporting your women of color around you and your black women around you this is on a personal level how are you making sure that you yourself are aware of things and are actively part of change that your friends around you are actively part of change that your family around you is actually a part of change and And I cannot stress enough that even if you're a woman of color, your family can be racist. You don't even believe it. And they never talk to you about it or you kind of like felt microaggressions around you because you have white people in your family and you have people of color who are actually anti-black in your family. You kind of felt the microaggressions once in a while, but you never bothered to talk about it because it's uncomfortable or you thought you know they're just conservative that's just their view and you know you never try to actually make them understand things do you have these conversations now do you call them out now do you tell them about their anti-blackness now do you talk about racism 
within the communities of color now. There are so many people in their personal lives who have never made an effort to call out their racist friends, to call out the microaggressions within their family, but then they go on social media and they start posting super woke statements. You have to figure out for yourself, are you doing enough on a personal level so that you can actually go out and brand yourself as woke? Mini break, please don't forget to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button to get the newest and freshest content. First trap, your ego. Your ego is the biggest, 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 biggest trap to actually be aware and make a difference in your life. And the first time I actually heard someone speak about the problem of wokeness was Aishat Akambi. You can check her out on YouTube, just put in the problem of wokeness and then you find a talk by her. I think wokeness has robbed many a people of um, compassion and replaced it with moral superiority. Compassion and empathy is paramount to any social movement and to any form of progress. Once you have compassion and empathy, you can often see that you have a lot more in common with people than you do apart. And it's the system under which we live in that forcefully tries to group us on our differences. What is radical is kindness. What is radical is understanding. That's the one thing they don't want us to do is to understand each other. Arguing with each other isn't actually radical at all. It's very conformist, actually. I do think that wokeness does run the risk sometimes in reducing very complex issues. Wokeness tends to be quite reactionary instead of responsive. And so when you react, you go off of emotion and you go off of anger, resentment, humiliation and that doesn't necessarily leave much space for nuance. And nuance is important in order to understand the interconnectedness of the issues. She said, I think wokeness has robbed many people of compassion and has replaced it with moral superiority. Moral superiority is the name of the game right now because people feel superior talking about, you know, internalized superiority, oppression, you know, white supremacy, but actually they feel morally superior to other people who don't know as much about things as they do. And that's actually another word for ego. Ego is one of the things that help. They, it just works against you all the time. Your ego is usually not your friend. So for me, wokeness actually means being socially aware, right? But the thing is, you don't become socially aware at your birth. It's not your birthright. It's nothing that you learn in school, let's be honest. You don't learn in school how to be socially aware. You learn it over time. And chances are that it took time for you to actually know about white fragility, to actually know about the nuances of anti-blackness, to actually know about the crisis in Yemen, to actually know about Palestine, right? It took time for you. But the issue is the more that you learn, you the more you get away from that initial person that you were a couple of years ago that actually wasn't aware at all, right? The more you learned, the more you get away from the fact that you learned your way to where you are now you forget that once some time ago you didn't know what you know now and that's your ego coming in place when people are actually at the state that you were a couple of years ago you don't give people the space and time to actually learn the way you learned so instead of letting your ego come into the way make sure that you give people the space and time to learn the way you did so instead of thinking about wokeness as a moment in time and a state of being, think about wokeness as a journey. Wokeness means you are aware and that you don't have all the answers. Being aware doesn't mean you are aware of everything and that you have the answers to everything. Wokeness means you are aware and you are aware that you don't have all the answers. And there was one book that I read that I came out of it and I thought, this is the biggest takeaway that I get from this book. And that was the autobiography 
of Malcolm X. And what I wrote down is, I admire his ability to overcome ego and openly admit wrong values, wrong actions and wrong words and change. And his change was actually so public. He always admitted openly and publicly about his wrongdoing and overcome the ego that you have in like having to like fight for your thoughts and fight for your actions and like kind of make sure that people understand why you did the wrong things you know it's like it's not it was not my intention to do this but then i did it and you have to understand where i came from no he's like i was wrong this is what i did wrong this is why i did it wrong and this is how i'm going to improve so overcome the ego that's the first trap ego the second trap is judgment Whew, that's a big one um in a time of twitter And in a time where we love to judge people on one thing that we see about them, one fragment of their being, judgment has become the how our world works kind of right now. And especially when we talk about being woke. Most people pick out one actual statement and take it to judge a person's entire character. And I understand that this is a difficult topic, right? I have been the person that really looks at someone and I'm like... think they're shady you know let me look at what they write and i'm like oh yeah i was right about my nudge they are stupid (laughs) and we love to do this and especially when it comes to you know social awareness and social justice topics we take a statement of a person and we judge their entire character but i want you to think about the fact that okay just think about the scenario if people would judge your character by one bad thing you did how would your life be would you actually have friends Would people actually like you? Because I can't imagine that when people see one bad thing that you did in your entire life and then judge you by by that and judge your character by that, that you would have a pleasant life or you actually had friends. So it's so important to give people room to show you their entire being, not only one facet of it or not only one statement of it. Only because people don't agree with you once doesn't mean they cannot change their mind. Or just because people say the wrong thing in your opinion or say it the wrong way doesn't mean that they actually mean the same thing you mean, but just that they don't know how to express it. And this is not only in the topic of racism or in the topic of social awareness. This also comes a lot when people judge the character of a person that they want to be with, right? So many times I hear people say, I could never marry this person because the person has this opinion about this thing the problem is just that you take their opinion as end all be all you take it as a judgment of their whole character and you take it as if you could not change their opinion and i'm not saying we should start changing people's character or we just you know we we take someone who has a crappy opinion and say oh i can change you and i can make you a better person no that's not what i'm saying i am saying that even if a person has a very strong opinion about something or they have an opinion that you strongly disagree with it doesn't mean that you should cancel them out of their life or that you could never have them as a friend or a close person person close to you because i had the most weirdest conversations uh, with people's closest to me that you know i didn't have the chance to say you know you can't be in my life because you have this opinion i just didn't have the chance to say that because they were already in my life so what i had to do is figure out where does that opinion come from why do you think the way you think and maybe you figure out on the way there that what you're actually saying is not what you mean 
or that you actually that actually what you're saying is not what you actually want to say but it's just something that you say because you were that's your tradition that's your culture that's what people say in your environment that's what people say in your family and figure out the root of that opinion and not take it as the last final judgment of that person's character so it's important to make sure that you pick with whom you want to have real and hard conversations because most of the time when someone around you that you care about has said an unspeakable thing that you agree with entirely after having a long hard and real conversation mostly conversations over a period of time it helps you close the divide between you and actually find you, you actually find a common ground And there's no winning in having an argument with someone you care about. Because if you win the argument, you lose. And if you lose the argument, you lose. Because that argument can ruin any chance of further connection or mutual learning. Because you have to figure out where these opinions come from. And figure out, how, can you find a common ground? Does that person, person actually mean what they said? Or do they just don't know how to express their thoughts? Where does it come from? So don't judge a person by one thing that they said, by one statement that they said. And yes, this could be different in your workplace. Yes, this could be different in like your general people you know in your life that you actually don't care about, right? I'm not saying you have to have conversations with everyone on your social media when they say something stupid. You have to figure out whether to have these conversations or not. Does that really bother me on a personal level because I care about you? Then yes, you should have hard conversations and not judge one person by one thing they said if that person actually ruins your mental health by engaging with them further don't engage with them don't do it you know cut it off but you have to figure out do you want to judge is judgment something that you want to have in your life or do you want to just move on in one case or do you want to have a deeper conversation in another case right person is important to me have these conversations to figure out a common ground person I don't care about, you're draining my energy, don't have these conversations and cut them loose. But try not to judge people by one thing they said once a long time ago or even once a week ago because people can change their mind, people often don't know what to say. Make sure that you call them in or you call them out if you care about them and if you think that's the right way to do it. If not, judgment is not the best thing for your entire mental and soulful being. <laughs> Judgment usually doesn't help you to become more aligned with yourself or happier or more productive. It's mostly counterproductive. So judgment is the second trap and you have to figure out, do you actually want to have the conversation to find a common ground or just move on? The third point, the third trap, there's no room for learning. And all these things, obviously they all come together, but I want to make sure that these things are, that are important in your mind. Three wokeness traps. One is ego. One is judgment. One is you don't let people room for learning. And this has to do with cancel culture. And I don't want to go too much into this discussion of the word cancel culture or the concept or the discussion that is around right now. Because the same people who say now you cannot cancel me because I didn't shout out Black Lives Matter or I said something ignorant were the ones that canceled you years ago because you talked about Palestine. So people are hypocrites. Okay, that's one thing. The other thing is... We have to figure out in what way we want to cancel people because cancel culture is something that translated from social media into real life, right? Yes, I agree. You should cancel people who repeatedly threaten your mental health and state of mind when your values don't align, 
right? Especially online. Why should I follow a person that I don't agree with? Yeah, I can cancel you right there. No problem. But in real life, we have to figure out things are more nuanced than on social media. In real life, when someone says something or takes an action, try to not judge them, but find a common ground instead, right? Give them room to learn because in real life, things are more nuanced. Situations are more nuanced. On social media, like, yeah, people should ideally think more than two minutes about what they actually post about an issue that is important. In real life, people just say ignorant things. But at least when they say the ignorant thing, you understand that they said it because they are ignorant. Now you have a common ground. You are ignorant. Now I can talk to you, right? Now I know how you actually feel. Now I can have a conversation with you because I'm there with you in person. I've seen you said non-ignorant things. I've seen you say actually good things before. So yeah, I think we have a common ground. I think I can give you room to learn. I think I can start a conversation with you. And then yes, that works also in your wider acquaintance circle or in your workplace. Give them the room. And that comes back to what I said before. Give them the room you needed to learn to learn as well. So three traps that are interlinked with each other can be overcome by one, kill your ego. Ego has no place whatsoever when you want to learn. Two, be open to teach. And this especially comes as a burden for people of color, non-black people of color. Because I believe as non-black people of color, especially when it comes to talking about racism, we have to be at the forefront of helping people understand the issues because we are in the in-between. We have both privilege and oppression. We have both internalized superiority and internalized oppression. So yes, non-black people of color are specifically being called out by me right now <laughs> to be open to teach others. We have to have the patience. And if you don't have the patience like I do, I really don't have the patience. Try to learn to have the patience to teach people or at least figure out who you can teach because they have a basic basic ground, you know, they have a common ground with you and let the other be teached by white people or by people who have more patience. But you have to be open to teach people Don't judge them, don't cancel them, teach them. Three, give people the time. And this is an important one, okay? You don't want people to admit to something that they don't understand or actually don't agree with just to shut up all the critiques, right? You don't want your colleague to say Black Lives Matter if they go home and tell their family all lives matter. You actually want them to get it and move on from there better, with better understanding and more awareness. So don't push people into optical allyship or branded wokeness. Make sure that they are actually aware of the things that you want them to be aware of. So give people time. It's a journey, not a race. So those were the three traps of wokeness that I wanted to talk with you about. It might help you personally in you know, figuring out your womanhood. It might help you professionally and in your business. And it might help you in creating your brand. But most importantly, it should help you in every single phase of your life, whether that is interacting with your family, your friends, your partners, your colleagues, your collaborators, and the entire world. So wokeness is something that is a big discussion point, And I would love to hear your thoughts about wokeness, about the three traps that I talked about, about the three solutions to being woke efficiently, which is kill your ego, be open to teach and give people time. I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Jump on Instagram at ShareDiversity or on my own channel at Sina Michelle Port and share your thoughts. Share this episode with someone who needs to hear this, 
who is interested in the topic, who you think would love to give their opinion on the things. I would love to continue the conversation about this beyond this podcast. So jump on Instagram, jump on Twitter, jump on YouTube and at Share Diversity. You can find me. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn at Sina Port. Just shoot me a message and I pray that you are all healthy physically, mentally and spiritually so you can keep up the battle. And I pray that we all stay woke. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to build your own personal brand to get your career and business to the next level, visit me on sinaport.com, S-I-N-A-P-O-R-T, to get access to free resources and programs to build a brand that's true to who you are. And I'll see you next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.